on my t- tier of like values like money is not let me tell you why because why you need to because <laughs> money she is the number the one money. reason for divorce also when you that. start mixing houses have you ever money, lived but i'm saying a somebody's salary isn't important to me <laughs> we talk about money we talk about money habits we talk about savings we talk about credit Here's the scores thing. i I'm a, I'm a second that I don't need to know that you make $100,000 for me to think you're worth it. You can make Mm $45,000 and I still see your worth. Mm -hmm. But do you manage it? And we're back. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to the happy hour. It's episode three. The real episode three. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're just trying to get our energy together as we in the line. So we can have a really great episode. My name is Nicole, founder of XONicole.com. Okay, okay. My name is Amber Woods. I'm a co-host on XO Happy Hour. Hey, my name is Sheridan Chanel, and I'm the other co-host on EXO Happy Hour. What's up? And we're basically just having, we're coming off of a high this week because this is our the week that our podcast dropped. We dropped two episodes, last, um, what, on Wednesday? It was, well, it went, yeah. it went, it actually went live early and went live on Tuesday. And we were like, oh my God, because we, our, everything we wanted to do to market and promote it was for Wednesday so we had to kind of rush but, but shout out to the early adopters because y'all was waiting out here yes. in these streets and caught them first too so y'all got that first sneak peek shout out to y'all for real yeah and we really appreciate like all the ratings you've left yes. on iTunes the comments and feedback is so helpful um it we just kind of took a leap and launched this podcast and we're perfecting along the way. Mm-hmm. So you guys get to see every week as we get better, we get our flow. Sometimes you might hear new segments. Sometimes you might not hear any segments. <laughs> right. Sometimes you might not hear any music. <laughs> right. We're just trying to figure out what we like best. Yeah. Um, I also want to inter- reintroduce this podcast because of course it's the Exo Nicole happy hour podcast. Um, but the reason why I started this podcast was because I really didn't um, see too many podcasts that really featured multiple women of color, especially black women and talking about real, like talking real and unfiltered. Like the way we talk when we're not trying to curate our lives for social media. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Okay. (laughs) The way we talk when we're in a closed room or at the bar having a drink and, you know, we don't think we're going to get judged. Right. And so that was a big thing. Also for me, um, the way I chose the host, of course, Sheridan, I just love how unapologetic she is with her sex life (laughs) and personal life in general girl you taught me so many things oh my goodness y'all and about to shed a thug tear yeah (laughs) (laughs) um but I I like how unapologetic she is in her skin and just with who she is and and she's learning every day and Mm -hmm. I like the fact that she's 28 so she's in her early 20s and trying to discover herself and I know a lot of our um our listeners are in that late 20s, going into the 30s, trying to figure out where is my life going stage. Yes. For Amber, I like the fact that she's 34. So she's, reach, you know, she's so ventured, fine, like in, yeah, yes, ventured in her mid 30s. And what caught my attention with Amber, like we saw each other at two retreats back to back, Malik Teal's 
um, my taught you retreat. Yes. And she came up to me both times. But the second time, um, me and her actually had lunch. And I think I, I found out and I knew you were about to go do some type of transition in your life because you mentioned it. Mm-hmm. But then I found out like a month later, that's when you got laid off from your job. Yep. And you wrote the post for X on the call. And I, I I love when I see people about to go like going into new territories. And in the back of my mind, I was like, I'm going to use her for something. Nice. There's something there. Like, Come so on, when what, what he doing? <laughs> so when this yes. opportunity came up, I like the fact that I wanted someone that was in the middle of a life shift. Mm-hmm. And I f- felt she was the perfect person. And then myself, as the founder of Exxon Nicole, I'm in my late 30s. And so we're and definitely still fine. Fine as well. and still fine. Yes, ma'am. So we're in different <laughs> stages of our lives. And I, I think that's the thing that's... <laughs> Our producer is walking around with her hand up. I don't know what she's I looking got, for in life. Because we got to stay like, on time, sis. Because I can't. We need she, she, she way out sure, there. Okay, but, but she's making sure. But she's making sure we don't go over budget either. Because you know, Keith ain't we trying to give us no free you, minutes. Me. Okay. Oh, shout out to Keith. Okay, wait. But oh, shout out! Big shout out to Keith, um, our sound engineer, also the um, Black Pod collector who's been helping us go through this whole situation. Yeah. So yeah, shout Can out. Can I say this? When we decided to do a podcast, like it sounded like a big headache for me, but then when we realized we could have a sound engineer come to us in our natural environment I was like okay I can do that Mm -hmm. so yes (laughs) and here we are so we are very thankful for you guys for listening tuning in keeping your energy open I hope you took that challenge you've been looking at people in the eyes Mm -hmm. and you know talking to uber drivers like we recommend it (laughs) in the second episode you know you're (laughs) in the airport the grocery store winking you know getting on them dating apps saying hi hey I mean, I've been having conversations. We're about to lower the single rate in Atlanta. (laughs) Oh, okay. okay. Well, there's that. Um, (laughs) But no, I mean, you know, I mean, I've been... It's just so tough for me, y'all, because I feel like people want to just dump all these things. I'm just like, I'm not ready. Like, let's hold on a second. See, that's the thing. Give yourself grace to not be ready during this time in your life you're trying to figure everything out and you know me I'm big on not dating people while they're going through a life shift Mm -hmm. and maybe that's what it is I'm trying to keep things light yes right now because I can't handle too much for sure like it's it's too many it's too many things to figure out at one time I feel like um I'm just playing the field and that's fine (laughs) (laughs) I feel like she wants to say a little more (laughs) Um, So today's episode, we're getting into credit, we're getting into finances, we're giving you the real on our credit and our financial situation, our debt. I think as women, um, we carry a lot of shame when it comes to money. So when I walk around, I ask women, do you talk to your friends about money or they always say, you know what, actually, we might like tiptoe around it, but no. Um, and so we decided to just really get real when it comes to how we perceive money, you know, and, and debt and credit and all those other things. Um, so yeah, that's what this episode about. And we're so we going to jump right in the bills. We talk about coins, the, the, yes. the, coins, the coins, the dollar bills, Literal the Benjamins, coins. all that. Ooh, the Benjamins. <laughs> yes, come on, throwback. I love that. Okay. Uh, the throwback, throwback. Yeah. So we're going to jump straight in the happy hour. No pregame. <laughs> oh, is it, was that a snort? <laughs> I can't. That was, that was a song. 
before we get into happy actually we're deep in the happy hour right now um you know we've been re- reading your uh feedback on itunes and also t- twitter right instagram and twitter instagram so what did someone things. say to you so this lovely lady named shantae mm-hmm. she what do you call that she period xxvi she said so Sheridan Chanel's Nola Trist gave me so much life. LOL. I'm going in a couple of weeks. Wish me luck. And I just said to myself, sis, I'm so happy for you. Do the things. <laughs> Look at you out there inspiring and influencing. Come do on. Because Nola a, has that vibe. It just has the Stella that Stella got a groove back vibe. Like yes. the Jamaica vibe. You know and how just everybody like the energy that the men give off. You yeah. know mm-hmm. that. How you doing, baby? That thing they do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh no, I love that. I, I love a good New Orleans accent. I love it. Love yeah. That. So, so yes, transitioning girl. into money, mm, coins, uh, coins. <laughs> <laughs> um, so today's um, episode is inspired by a few articles I saw on exonicole.com, but one of them was from one of our contributors whose name is Jaleesa Lachey, and the article was I paid off forty thousand of debt in eighteen months. And that's like what a year and a half. Yeah, that's yes. a lot. Of, that's a little. Yes. That's a little bit of coin in a, a year and a half. Yeah. So um, her her situation was, she was making forty five thousand dollars a year, and she was driving a thirty five thousand dollar vehicle, which was a Mercedes Benz. Mm-hmm. Now y'all know that, <laughs> yeah. When you go from making zero dollars in college to a forty five thousand dollars a year job you think you balling Back. <laughs> like balling balling mm-hmm. like i got a steady check i'm balling i'm about to go get the 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 most expensive car on a lot mm-hmm. and i'm still living with my parents but but i'm whipping though but i'm whipping and that's all that matters and so her lease was thirty five thousand dollars she had ten thousand in credit cards fifteen thousand in student loans um which I didn't feel was bad. Yeah, that's like not the fifteen, because people be having fifty thousand, a hundred thousand, yeah. two hundred thousand student sometimes. loans at yeah. this time mm-hmm. is drowning people. Man, right yes, for sure. Um, so when she decided to turn her financial situation around to pay off this uh, forty thousand in that eighteen months, the first thing she did was she turned in her vehicle and started driving a used Honda Accord. Um, she negotiated a raise at work so she could make a little bit more money. She started taking on side hustles to supplement her income, doing work like brand ambassador work. She even got a part time job at the mall. So she'd have her nine to five and then she'd go to her five to nine. That's yes. smart. Very smart. Very smart. And mall is kind of easy. You meet people. I used to work in a little perfume store during the holidays is a good time to Best get a job time. at the mall. OK, they're always looking for holiday help. Yes, Not only know. that, some jobs are given incentives. So like it sells the incentives. So if you sell a lot and it's easy to right. sell a lot during yeah. that time, mm-hmm. you get extra money. So for sure. That's the best time to get a part time job is during the holidays. Um, and then she used Dave Ramsey's method, which is to pay off your smallest debt first. Versus paying on a debt with the highest interest rate. So, so a debt snowball, like you're yeah. a snowball yeah. effect. Yeah. So you list out your debts by um, the least amount. amount to the highest amount. And then you pay off because there's a sense of, we call it what? Accomplishment. Accomplishment. Yeah. yeah. You, you pay off that 200. Okay. That's And as you pay off the debt, um, it comes off your credit. Mm-hmm. And so your credit is constantly going up as well. I'm mad that I, I recently paid off a debt. A credit card, and um, it was for it was my business credit card, and then I realized it wasn't even on my credit report. 
I was like, damn, <laughs> I could have paid off another credit card that was on there. Yeah. Like I was hot, <laughs> but you're accomplished. You I'm did accomplished. You did that. I was, I'm, ac- I'm accomplished, but that hurt my soul. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I would like to mention a quote from that article that Jaleesa wrote. She said that education is an investment and you should have a return on your investment. Taking out $100,000 in student loans does not make sense when your trajectory for your career is only going to deliver at max $60,000 in the first five years. We must make smarter decisions when it comes to taking out student loans. Now, I'm not going to lie. So when you start taking out high amounts, like for me, I stayed on campus. So Mm -hmm. I think I started taking just a little bit more than what I needed so that I could have pocket money. Yeah, because like my parents were broke. They didn't they weren't giving me any money. So I would take out maybe fifteen hundred to two thousand more, mm-hmm. just so like I could have that refund check. Yeah, right. I need to pay for a book. Right, hey. the refund check. <laughs> I need to pay for books. <laughs> Look, that refund check hit different when they want that back. <laughs> right. You feel me? At Fifty time, years I don't later, feel that. <laughs> right. And that's the thing. No one tells us how student loans work. Yeah. Even though you do take that class, especially if I know for me, I had to get a Pell Grant. Yeah. And I had to get loans. Federal yeah, for loans. Sure. Yeah. You get federal loans. They make you take a course so that you understand. That's not what happened to me. That's not what happened to that me. That happened either. to I don't me. I remember like, taking okay, a course. Love, it's, not, not, it's not a whole class. What it is, is like literally it's like a lecture and you come in mm. and they sit you down and they tell you like, this is what this is going to mean when you graduate and you leave school and this is how this is going to get paid back and this is what this is going to look like and you're either on this graduated scale or you're not they did that for us and I don't know maybe Mercer paid for something that maybe. I don't know about but Lord, I don't think I remember that not. either that would have been definitely and, and, maybe, let me, and, and, remember. and let me just say they didn't that do that for, came in clutch. they didn't do that for the Pell Grant that's grant money you yeah, get that money for yeah. sure. they did this for the federal loans that yeah, I had I to go to school for my federal mm. loans <laughs> you might need to holler at your alumni about that one okay so maybe <laughs> and there's other articles on the site that kind of references that like um there was a girl that wrote an article I almost spent a thousand dollars trying to stunt for the gram y'all know that's real yep y'all know that's real I was looking at this girl <laughs> what it is is sad like come on what y'all doing like, I was looking at this girl who's like she's wasted ten thousand dollars um because she was trying to stunt on Instagram but it was because she was traveling and stuff. And it was yeah. important for her to build I her following. That. You saw she it? Was, she was traveling. She was yeah. buying bags yep. and stuff. and Because she was trying to build her following. Yeah. And people really resonated with the stuff she posted. So she would put money into her content. Mm. Yeah. I, it's, mm, <laughs> because really I think, me. I think, I think her mind frame was probably like, I'm going to put this 10K in, but then I'm going to get these brand deals and I'm going to be making 10, 20 a post. Mm -hmm. That probably was her mind frame. Yeah, but she didn't know how that actual industry works, which is why you got to do some research behind it. I'm not mad at influencers on Instagram Mm -hmm. at all. Get your coin, get your cast, you know, do you. Mm -hmm. However, if you don't understand how marketing and branding and pitching and all of those things work, sit down, do some research, read a book, Pull up an article. There's plenty of these girls out here telling you how to do it. Spending a bunch of money to travel is crazy because we all know the travel industry is is it costs a lot. Your your focus should be telling someone how to travel on a budget. Yeah, it, it has to have an angle to it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, it has to have an angle to it, especially if you want a a real authentic audience. Like I want you want an audience that's into more than just your pretty pictures. Right. Facts. <laughs> Facts. I, I don't even think they were. She was monetizing for real back then either. 
she was I think she would like she she had a, a I want to I want to give her I hope to give her some credit that she was she had a bigger goal in this thing and she just wasn't I out here I think it was a dopamine to be that's honest crazy. Uh, that's crazy there's that there's that chemical reaction yeah. you get from that light from that uh, validation so but let me say this too I'm glad sis shared this story though yeah. like that was brave because you mm-hmm. got somebody's got to come out and speak on it and mm-hmm. speak on like what's really happening because it's a lot this younger generation all they want to do is get on YouTube and make a and make all this money yep. and all this types of stuff. Yep. Then you want to go to college no nope. more. They What's see other wrong with y'all? In mansions, yeah. so they're like, I don't got to go to school to be in a mansion. Wow, I could be like De'Aaron King. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I would. Um, there's also some great ones. You got those, but then you have the ones that is like um, from uh, Tiffany, the budget nista. Yeah, when she love wrote Tiffany, I cleared thirty five thousand in debt on a twelve dollar an hour salary. Mm-hmm. Love Tiffany. Um, then she had one. I raised my credit score from five thirty to eight hundred, and she gave tips and tricks for that. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of great resources and things that like I've been reading over the years, and I was like, there definitely has to be a money conversation come up. Oh, um, I want to ask you guys. What is your personal relationship with money right now? Ooh, girl. Mm. So, um, (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we could be in a much more committed relationship, to be honest. I think right now, like, I'm kind of, like, playing with her a little bit. It's, like, it's very casual. You know, I could be a little bit more dedicated to the situation and the long-term wealth of it all. Um, but right now, you know, I be looking at my bank account sometimes and it's, it's writing that, it's writing that zero. <laughs> it's writing that zero until payday. You know what I'm saying? Um, so is there, I, I have a question. Is there like, is there a large set of spending that happens Right at payday and then the three days yeah, after. So what you know how was, like the three days yeah, after it's, it's just and like then the you broke for two it's weeks. Like that meme, like where you spend all this money on the weekend and then it's like, okay, now I have to make twenty seven dollars stretch for two weeks. Um, but, Which is an art. Uh, it is an art. Um, my can't problem, go my anywhere. Can you leave the house? My weakness is food, though. Like I looked at my Bank of America app situation and it told me. Sheridan, you were spending so nine hundred dollars. What does that mean? Eating out? Oh, is that eating out? Yeah. So okay. So now you know that. But see, you know that. So I'm, I'm is this a changes. week or uh, two weeks? A, a month? month? Okay. I'm making changes. I feel so terrible because you could cook, right? I so don't like, want to cook. Okay. <laughs> do you so, want? Do you want these will, coins will, to stack, or do you want to okay, cook? Okay, y'all. It's November. <laughs> it's November first. Like I'm, I'm getting my ish together. Okay. So, All right. What's your plan? What's your plan? I have a budget now okay. that I'm following and I should be able to put eight to one thousand dollars away nice. okay. every month if we, I adhere and I'm still gonna let myself eat out yeah. but once a week as a treat for doing what I was supposed to do throughout the whole week of <laughs> okay. cooking so, so you're okay. gonna cook and yes. you are gonna cook yeah. Yes. Okay. Congratulately. <laughs> you never. I mean, I, I don't know if you've had an experience with it, and you're like, I hate it. I hate or it. maybe you could find a new love for it, though. I'm gonna try to look at it differently because I guess because I grew up in a single parent household, so I was mm-hmm. taking care of my sisters mm-hmm. a lot. So that involved a lot of cooking. So now that I'm living on my own, I'm like, uh, I don't feel like doing this for myself. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm gonna reprogram myself. You yeah. Because I can have recondition. Money. Well, can there's nothing yeah. wrong with wanting a life. Style where you eat out all the time. (laughs) Yeah. It's nothing wrong with having that lifestyle where you want to eat out all the time. You just got to make sure that, like, if that's what you want, it's let's say you want to keep 
maybe not nine hundred dollars. Let's just half that <laughs> or something. But you want to keep that, then something else has to like adjust over here mm-hmm. so that you can have that money so you can do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So it's nothing wrong with having the things that you want to have, but be smart about how you're gonna get them. You're right. So I'm getting rid of the food though. It's like, fine. I'm do. I have a budget of two hundred dollars a month, so I feel like that's plenty. That is a good budget, that's actually. Plenty. Yeah, <laughs> and that'll go a long way yeah. in the grocery store. Sis. Yeah, but that's not even in, for my groceries. My groceries is a separate budget. Okay. Okay. Um, I think my personal relationship with money right now is looking for ways to obviously extend the little bit of cash I got. Not a little <laughs> bit. The cash that I have left because I'm not working right now and I'm not working by choice. Mm-hmm. I can go back. I just need a break. Mm-hmm. So um, I need to adjust some other things in my life. So mine is more of, okay, wh- where are you spending all your money? What can go? What can you get rid of? What are some different ways to stream in cash? Um, what are some different things you can get into? What are some talents you can sell? Like mm-hmm. all these different types of things. Oh, you have to be on a pole pole. I was about to say foot selling, <laughs> like the foot picks. So what I'm not going to do <laughs> Let's let's for clarity. If you're just tuning into this uh, podcast, Amber is in a transition right now. She's had a six figure job since she was 24, mm-hmm. and now um, she was kind of laid off, but she was on her way out the door. She was going to leave anyway from her job in May. It is now November, so it's been about five or six months, mm-hmm. and she's just trying to figure it out right now. Not mm-hmm. trying to rush back into the field. She may yeah. not even go back to into healthcare. Mm, not as a permanent career I'm exploring mm-hmm. other options but I think the biggest thing that helped me in my relationship with money is to not panic mm-hmm. and to look at things head on so I know what's there like so I'm always checking my bank account it's an emotional experience right now yeah but I have to do it mm-hmm. um because I have someone else depending on me. But even if I didn't, I got to stay ahead of the game. I got to keep my nose above water. Okay. So in order to stave off other things that happening in this tumbling into something giant, I got to know what's popping. So there's that. So that's really what my relationship is right now. Like it's a little, it's scarier than normal, but I'm not panicked by it. I'm not paralyzed by it. Now I have a question um, because obviously what was your relationship with money prior to this? Because obviously you had, you're in a place where you can take off six months. You can take off nine months. Um, so my relationship before, um, I've gone through several different things um, because of stages in life that I was in. However, like what I got from my parents, especially my dad, he'd been on me day one. Like when I was a kid about some money, like my piggy bank, you know what I mean? <laughs> so like he was always giving me the game um, and his background is in like um, business economics, that type of stuff and, and all that good stuff. So he understands a lot. Um, and so my relationship was always like, you got to have something stacked up. You got to have retirement. You got to have this. You got to have that. Things are changing for you. You got to pay taxes. You got to balance your checkbook. I can remember as a kid listening to my dad, um, balance his checkbook on the speakerphone. Yeah, I remember did. I don't know if y'all parents ever did that, but mine definitely did. He would call balance his checkbook. Before we had internet. Before we had internet. I was literally. You do it by phone. You have $600 in your bank account. And he would sit there for like an hour <laughs> and do but now he even still like because I don't keep my receipts um unless I'm having like a, a day where I'm spending a lot if it's just a couple I can remember those things however like if he sees me throw away a receipt oh my god heart attack like he's like what what you don't keep you're not what you're not gonna reconcile you I'm like oh whoa. <laughs> hey 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 I'm grown so um but that's where I've had the pressure of it to just keep that's things good. like 
in mind at all times. You always so like when something like this happens, you can have money. Right. Um, for sure. And watching my dad go through his situation too. He lost his job when uh my dad's a pilot. He flew for a private company and they sold his plane. Mm-hmm. He paid for me to go to a private institution outside of the state and he didn't had no job. But he had all this money he had stacked yep. up. Yep. That's my lessons. Yeah, and I I will say um, because I just know there's not a lot of people that's probably listening that if they lost their job today, they they could you know be okay for six months. Yeah, you know a lot of people <laughs> are paycheck to paycheck, even if they're making a lot of money. Right. Um. For me, I think like your dad taught you about money, but my mom, I I heard this like every week from her. Like the creditors were calling. Um, you know, they send him mail and she always kept saying, and may she rest in peace, but she always kept saying, and this is before she even got breast cancer or anything, how are they gonna get it when I die? So that means she she's not even <laughs> You know I mean, what, Jared? You know what? <laughs> I'm like, hey, mom, you actually know. actually <laughs> No, as true as it might sound, that was not a way to like that That's wasn't true. a trying That's, to pay back a yeah. debt or or that wasn't an abundance mind frame. I don't feel like um, mm-hmm. it wasn't teaching me mm-hmm. to, you know, if I do um, have debt to pay it off to. So I never learned about money like that. So I get to college, um, Morgan State first. I was there for two years. They sitting on the campus with Discover Card, MasterCard. Oh like they, did that they get too. you fresh. <laughs> like they know you don't know anything about credit cards. So for me, oh, I can get sign up for this credit card and I'm gonna have like a $2,000 balance because they start. Now I'm using credit cards like they're my parents. So anything I need, the books for school, like, you know, anything extra, I'm using the credit cards. Mm-hmm. Don't have no money to pay it back. Like I don't have no job. <laughs> I'm living on campus. Right. Mm-hmm. So it started there. So of course, when I left college, I had a shitty yeah. credit score yeah like off the bat and isn't that and sad? i'm like okay well it'll drop off in seven years still i'm not in the mind frame <laughs> right i'm still not in the mind frame to pay it back i'm like okay it'll drop off in seven years like but then and you guys know this story i when i did start to make some money and i go and look for a place now I got to put down two, three security deposits. Mm-hmm. If I can get in the place mm-hmm. Two, I go buy a car. First interest rate was like, cause I couldn't get one off of the, like, like a, a, a car, like a legitimate car lot. You got to go to the, the down and dirty car lots, you know, <laughs> you know, them, them like mom and pop car yeah. lots, but they, and they tell you any credit. We take mm-hmm. any credit here. I bet they do. Yeah, but you you gonna have that twenty eight percent, twenty five percent interest rate, mm-hmm. all because of this bad credit. Mm-hmm. So that's where my lesson was because my first car, um, I, I think I had about a five thirty credit score, Ooh. paying twenty. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, triggering. I, we know, but let me tell you, you're not the only, you're not the only one with a low credit not score. The only no, one. no. Not so let's have, talk about let's talk about lines of credit too, and, and, and I want to finish the story about the car. Mm-hmm. But cool, real quick, when was your first credit card and your first line of credit, and then you two when? Well, I want to finish. I want to finish the thought because my with that bad credit, twenty five percent credit rate. But the next car after that, I had cleaned up my credit. I was at seven seven eighty seven thirty, nice. and I had a three point four percent credit. Okay. 
Um, and you probably could have got lower too. At way the lower. Again. Yeah. You probably could have got one point two. I could have, and but I ended up paying that car off in half the years because I doubled the payment. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But that's like prosperity it, yeah. you know but that was a whole like what seven, six seven year difference in mind frames and right and how i moved mm-hmm. okay but so question. first credit card when did you get the first credit card how old were you um 27 i already told y'all i was in college they were on was, my college campus i think i was uh i was 24 25 and i had to get it for travel for work mm-hmm. okay so as far as like your student loan since we were talking about college um what does your student loan debt look like now and like how do you like what's your plan like how do you view that how do you plan on paying it off Oh, um, it's about 50K for me. Okay. Um, I think even that's my average credit too. Is, is shot a little bit. It's getting better, even though it's a little shot. Um, it hasn't really affected my ability to like get an apartment or anything like that. Um, I guess because it's considered good credit. So, um, What's or good debt. Good debt. My bad. Yeah. My bad. What's good debt? Student loans. Student loans. Oh, okay. So yeah. that's the so only thing like you have on card. your... Yeah, that, I have a credit card debt. That's the only thing that has made your credit score low. Yeah. Damn. Yes. Back to the student loans. I think for me, my plan is first to get my emergency fund together. I want to have three to six months of living expenses saved up. And then I'm going to start to aggressively attack the Navient situation just because the interest rates are like sky high and they don't care about how Do much money you know money what you the make. interest rate is? 12%. And 17% oh, wow. have two yeah. different um, loans with them. I got it because I was trying to live on campus. Um, and we don't look at, I'm trying to say. tell you, when you're in school, you just want that. <laughs> like, I've been in a financial aid office. I just want whatever loan. I want to be able to live on campus. I don't care about, yeah. the, I don't know anything about looking at the interest rates. I don't know what that is. And they wouldn't give Because my no mom, one educated. Yeah. They wouldn't give my mom, um, they wouldn't allow her to, to qualify her for the parent plus loan because mm-hmm. they felt like she made too much money. Wow. But I'm like, wow, she's oh, a man. single mother wow. with three kids raising us. But see, by that's herself. the game. And that's that why is. I see a lot of people turning away from going to college. I was in a line getting some food the other day, and this dude, younger guy behind me, was on the phone. It's like, I know what I want to do in life. I know how much money I can make doing it, and I don't have to go to college. He's like, why should I take on all that student loan when I can just go out here and get this job right now? And like, I think that's a shit. Shift mm-hmm. in the younger generation they're like why am I doing that especially watching the recession in 2008 and watching their parents struggle through that whatever that yeah. made for them they're trying to figure that thing out so tell me about like student loans for you though um I think I'm a, a, at around 40k 40 50k okay, but okay. it's I'm now like I think I was paying the bare minimum for years mm-hmm. and interest is just you You're know so it. now it's like I'm paying double you know what I was supposed to be paying, but yeah, if you pay the bare minimum, you'll be paying student loans for, for 20, life. 30, and yeah. for me, <laughs> uh, it's at fifty because I kept transferring schools. Mm-hmm. I kept I was living on campus. I'm just prolonging like the process. So I mean, I it is what it is. The forty fifty range that's about average for most people. So I don't think there's anything wrong yeah, with that. If you went to um, school out of state or yeah. in state, that matters. Right. So for me, um, because I went to a public, a private institution in Georgia, out of state from where I was at, um, my student loans right now are at like t- like twenty thousand, I think. Oh. Um, but I was paying on mine when I had my job. I was making double payments, all that kind of stuff, because I always thought my dad was in the back of my head, like, "What well, if you lose your job?" That type mm-hmm. thing. Um, so because my situation has shifted. 
Um, I called them immediately and I was like, I don't have a job. And they were like, all right, cool. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to put you on this plan. Um, it's not, it's a type of deferment, but they were like, what's going to happen is you don't have to make a payment for a year. The interest is still going to accrue, but it's going to accrue at a lesser rate. What, so what, what is your interest on your loan? Do you know? Oh girl, I don't even know. It's low though. It's below 6%. Oh, um, wow. So, like a federal loan. Yeah. So that. What kind of loan was yours? A private like a private, loan? private loan. Oh, my oh, God. That's why. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that's and one of the loans I had already paid off. So I had three. Mm-hmm. One of them I already paid off. And so because I had, I guess, good paying history or whatever the situation is, and it's with Mohila. Mm-hmm. Um, they took that into consideration. And if I'm still in the same position in a year from now, I just have to call and reapply and let them know what's going on. So that's what happened to me. All right. So. Talking about, you mentioned savings. What What's everybody's saving strategy right now? Or how do you feel about saving? Uh, so um, once again, the casual committed relationship, I would use as an analogy. Um, it's not it's non-existent right now. Okay. But I plan on rectifying that um, within the next six to seven months. So, yeah, I've kind of fell off from my savings. Like I, I do have a retirement account that uh that has money in it that I can't touch right now but I was I like when I do when I was on my game and I was setting my savings up so that it would transfer over to an account that I didn't even see mm-hmm. so like if you got the 200 or 300 so you just you're not even missing it because it wasn't even there because it transferred right on over I need to do that. yeah <laughs> I mean, since money money <laughs> is a psychological do. process yeah. right that makes sense why something like that would work it's like a private it's an automatic you, you put into. you put a little and most bank accounts allow you to do it it's, it's an automatic withdrawal every time you get paid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I prefer to set up again. Um, I'm in this like trying to pay off debt uh, debt spree right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, anytime I get some, co- okay, here the whole Amex bill, please. Because like, <laughs> yes. I'm just trying. I I really hope I can get to a place, uh, you know, where I'm halfway debt free. And and I and I, I've told them before, but like I live and I I live very. I don't live modest. I live semi-modest. You live the way that you want to live. And I I say this because, you know, I think sometimes people say, oh, she has X on the coast. She's in this mansion or whatever. No, I'm in a one bedroom because I'm saving these coins. Right. It's it's big enough for me and my little dog. And I'm trying... And I'm trying to put this money towards the biggest one of the biggest mistakes I made earlier this year was buying another car and buying another luxury car. My last luxury car was paid off. Mm -hmm. So I came to Atlanta and it's almost like the mind I got back in that Atlanta mind frame. You know, (laughs) sometimes it can be a little pretentious. Yeah. And I and I sometimes can be a little. Yeah, And I saw myself (laughs) revert back like I wanted to be the person people expected me to be versus who I was. So I I um, I remember just. I was um, I just regretted it as soon as I drove off the lot. And as soon as I drove off, off the lot, that thing lost probably 10,000 in value. <laughs> so, when, so like a couple months later when I was like, let me just turn this in. This is stupid. Mm-hmm. Let me turn this in. I what they were offering me was ha- um, less than half of the, uh, the loan. And I was like, OK, I'm just going like I'm going to take that one for the team. But I'm not doing anything like that again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was funny when you pulled up that time we met up. The videographer and I was uh, like, "Oh, she's driving a Range Rover." Uh, see, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I mean, my first, I mean, my 
like I said, the car I had before I left Arizona that mm-hmm. I sold, that was it, trying too. to save the brand, mm-hmm. but it was paid off. Mm-hmm. And I thought I was going to ride that car till the wheels fell off. So I mm-hmm. think it was one of my things where, why did I, I was mad that I had to sell that mm-hmm. car to save the brand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm getting, I said I was going to get it back everything tenfold. I'm getting everything back tenfold, honey. <laughs> Come on now. Abundance. <laughs> Abundance. So you don't have a savings plan right now. What, like, but you want to save three to six months. Have you really thought about that? I, an emergency yes. funds are hell. Look, I ain't got no job. They necessary. Yes. You feel me? Even if it's, you know I, what? Even if it's getting that automatic $20, um, there's a thing that it's Tiffany. It's more the, aggressive yeah. than that for me. Because I'm I'm trying to put away eight to $800 to $1,000 every month okay. until it's to like maybe Go ten. Ahead. Go ten ahead. to $15,000. Go ahead. And oh, we're going to hold you responsible too, Go sis. Ahead. Now that we know, we in here. We like, ain't here. Yeah. All right. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. Yes. Um, but there's some, let me mention this real quick um, about saving into certain banks. Um, there's certain banks you can save into that are online that have high interest rate, mm-hmm. high yield yeah. interest rates. Yeah. And it's harder to get to the money. It takes two or three days to even pull it out if you need it. So those are some things <laughs> you probably want to look for online. Exactly. I wanted to mention too that um, with some NFL players that I know, like when they were playing in the NFL, they were living at home with their parents. Yeah. Stacking. Cash. <laughs> Cash, mm-hmm. straight mm-hmm. cash. And when they came out, they bought everything with cash. But the parents knew, and that's a part of generational wealth, that they were like, they can't play forever. Mm-hmm. So what are we going to do with this money? So it's nothing wrong with what you're doing, living uh, underneath, below your means yeah. to um, save money. So let's move on to uh, credit scores. Like, yeah. how would you, does anybody... I know my credit score. You know what? Is like it- every time we bring up a different, <laughs> like Sheridan is dying over here. But y'all remember, she is in her late twenties. Like we're it's not cool. supposed to have it figured cool. out. No. Then I don't care what people tell Thank you, you but we're supposed to have conversations. Yes, we're supposed to have conversations like this uh-huh. so that we can teach each other. And this mm-hmm. is what other communities don't do mm-hmm. uh, exactly. or do. What, I'm sorry, what I they do. I had, yeah. Communities of color don't do this very yeah, often. Mm-hmm. I wish I had friends that I could have sat down with and they taught me about money and talked to me about this stuff. I right. really did. I, I haven't had this conversation with my friends yeah, right. about Either. credit scores or anything. So I'll kick it off. I think <laughs> my credit is definitely in the 600s, the low 600s right now. And this is like kind of what happened for me because things got shaken up a little bit. Um, my credit has definitely been high 700s most of my life. This is the first time this has ever happened to me. I'm not scared. I'm not panicked. I know where to go to get the resources. Mm-hmm. I'm cool. When I get myself together, we're going to work on that thing. And so I'm not afraid of it. And, and and I don't tie it to anything about my self worth yeah. at all. So when I when I got to Atlanta, like it was in the mid seven hundreds, um, I made some decisions lately, and it's 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 creeping to that um, now high six hundreds. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's about to creep below seven hundred. So that's when I went crazy with it. Like oh my god, I gotta pay off this. Like right. like forget these mm-hmm. coins. Let me stay. Like don't nobody invite me out to brunch. <laughs> Don't invite me out to anything unless it's a date and you're paying. Because I got debt to pay off right now. Okay, Okay. I'm trying to get this score raised back. (laughs) What about you, Sheridan? (laughs) 
I'm not willing to forego brunch just yet. Um, <laughs> we're not Mimosas—that's what brunch your beer up. I mean, that's what brunch your bill up. Split a picture. You, you know, know what? I can pregame at home or something. <laughs> but that pregame at home be yes, cheaper though, girl. It's cost effective. That's why I don't leave my house. Girl. <laughs> girl. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, but my credit score is a uh, Lulu hit hit. You know what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> I mean, it was worse. Like, it was kind of like in the high 400s, which was terrible. Um, but then I got with Self Lender, mm-hmm. and I've been paying off that loan, um, that $1,700 loan that I took out with them every month for a year. And it bumped up my credit by like 120 points. Tell us about Self Lender real quick. Oh, um, it's like this, it's a loan company. And basically what they do is they help you... Um, by allowing you to pay these installment payments on the loan that you take out with them, you can either do $500, $1,000, or $1,700. You don't have any access to the money until you've paid it all off for them. You pay in installments based on how much money you got loaned to you. And um, they report your timely payment every month to the three credit bureaus, which is how your credit score gets up. So you can choose to kind of let them keep the money and you want it to like sit there. But most people just withdraw it after the year Mm -hmm. has accrued and they paid all their payments. Um, so yeah, I'm waiting for that payment to hit me. On the <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> that's gonna but be a start of my a savings for, Okay, nice. So you have okay. So that's the important part. If you do something like that, is to have a plan <laughs> because that could go wrong as well. Okay. But you, that's smart what you're Thank doing. You. So um, nice. Okay, nice work. Hey, hey, hey. Okay. Well, so, first, do do you talk money with your your friends, your girlfriends? You do. I yeah. I've always see. We've talked money in my family openly. We talk about it so with my uncles, my aunts. We talk about it over like and like and so my I have my mom has a lot of uh, sisters and brothers and they help each other pay different things off. They've helped each other over that time. So, yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. yeah. Awesome. Saying, awesome. I'm, I'm like, like I wish what? I had that. I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say that like we're completely functional, but that is a place where <laughs> that's a place where we have always helped each other out. And I don't know if that's something that. I don't believe my grandparents started that, but I think we had a one of my uncles or my aunts got really educated on money and was like, okay, this is what we're going to do. So like over time, they've done that. So when you filter that down to my cousins, it's like we do something very similar too because we treat each other like brothers and sisters mm-hmm. and it's a gang of us. So, but with my dad, like I said, we talked about money super open. So I don't have an issue telling yeah. you what's going on with me. Now, I might not tell you every little nitty gritty thing because <laughs> right. I don't think you need to know all that. I don't tell mm-hmm. anybody every nitty gritty thing but also if there's something that i can help you with to help you save some money mm-hmm. then yeah like but if you ask me out and i'm like like i have a homegirl she be wanting to go to the most fanciest places no, i'm not I doing that sis mm-hmm. pick something else i need like you know under like this amount of money per plate mm-hmm. and we have to be honest too because because when i lived in la like people out there are good for taking you to nubu is that what it's called no, all no those boo, yeah. nobu and mm-hmm. all those expensive restaurants the bill come back and they everybody want to split the bill and y'all paying three hundred dollars each it's like no i ordered an appetizer and a and a water not yeah. even a liquor this a water right. let me tell you if you have a birthday party and it's at a dinner it's at a restaurant and there's 80 people you gotta I'm ask coming. questions ahead of time i'm not because coming because people will like people will get you out acting like and you think you about to get treated yes <laughs> 
<laughs> it's nothing like thinking you about to get a treat and, so, just, and then somebody <laughs> hit you with the <laughs> I hate that because I feel like I'm very open I'm very direct so if I don't have it I'll be like bro I ain't got it I appreciate that because it lets me know too like if I got it I'm okay yeah. cool mm-hmm. I got you yeah the person that normally say oh don't worry about it I got you mm-hmm. like if I ask you I, I lie I'm like you want to go get sushi mm-hmm. I always say I got you you know yes, like thank you yes <laughs> the sushi was delicious like. yeah <laughs> but that's, that's a part of friendship though you gotta be so too. you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. if it's a real friendship you gotta talk about those things all right so how about with your partners when you're dating do y'all talk money and like how early on in the relationship, do we get to this thing? I have never talked money with, um, you know, like subconsciously. You, might, I mean, well, subliminally, you might hear somebody say something. You're like, oh, he ain't bringing in the coins. Okay. So when I say <laughs> talk money, like, I mean, <laughs> like, just I in haven't general. gotten serious enough with anyone to actually, because I think that's a conversation you have when you're, you're, Thinking so about wait, 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 let me qualify because okay. there's different levels. Mm-hmm. So I'm just talking about like in a general, like where you're at kind of thing. Not oh, yes. even just the specifics. Yes. Okay. I do that. So you do that off top. Where you're yes. at like asking credit scores, how no, much no, you no, make. No, 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 no. I'm just but like. When, but you have to add. So we're going to we're gonna get there. Yeah. But on a first date, I'm not going to tell you my credit score. I'm I mean, not are, gonna tell are we you talking money on a first date? date. We can talk in general terms is what I'm saying. about though. Because I feel like if we're going deep we're talking about you know our our life goals in a big way because we just feel that connection and it just feels natural and true to that connection then I'm not afraid to go there about money in a deep way as well because we talk I want to know about what I'm gonna ask you about on that first Mm -hmm. date probably is gonna be money habits I'm gonna see what you're doing Mm -hmm. so go ahead um, we on a date which which what are you gonna say well hold on but that's what I'm just saying like it's not even like I'm asking I'm watching what you doing because I'm an observer so Mm -hmm. I'm watching what you're doing I might bring up like my job or something I might bring up something to test you and then see how you answer back that's all I'm doing over time I'm gonna keep watching and then the more we get serious then I'm gonna start asking questions especially when you start talking about well when you meet me you know I travel mm-hmm. so that's an immediate trigger for mm-hmm. most men oh, yeah, they're like God. oh she must got money money that, that little do they know sis travels on a budget right okay mm-hmm. so and I keep and I set money aside for that because it's a thing I want to do so there's other things I won't do because I want to travel mm-hmm. you know what I mean but I'll let you kind of know like that's testing that like, so you know my money habits now now you know what kind of lifestyle I'm living mm-hmm. this goes um to a conversation about listening when you're on a date and oh, understanding yeah. what somebody's doing mm-hmm. but when we get a little further in, then I'm gonna start asking questions Girl, like, "What's the questions? I'm trying to get this. Look, what's your credit score? And ain't oh, no you secret. Agree? Hello, <laughs> ain't no. I mean, what the hell? Hello, great like, shooter. What's your credit score? What is your score? What, what date is this? First, second, third. Like, what's <laughs> what happens is when they see how you living, then they start to act and move funny, right? And then I start to be like, "Okay, well, what's happening? What's going on? Mm-hmm. You don't want to do this? Why? Okay, because it's not your budget. Okay, that's cool. But you gotta that's give somebody though. open space to start." Coming coming in mm-hmm. to be able to feel comfortable to have that conversation. When do you ask you about the salary? Like, do you, I was just talking to a girl like yesterday and she's dating this guy she met off hinge. And then she was like, you know, he's talking marriage, but I need him to get a job first. Cause he's in, he's in a, like a, a, 
PhD program and um, at an Ivy League school. Well, but he's going to get a job. <laughs> is he? But she was but like, is he? Because I'm going to get a job first. It's a lot of people that get PhDs that don't get PhDs in something that pays. And so now you don't spend $100,000 to get this PhD to have a doctor before your name, but it don't pay. That's true. So that's why you know, are you going to get a job or no? That's because, true. Okay. But money so, isn't money. I'll put I, that I on don't a t-shirt. value money and a partner as much. <laughs> You don't value okay. See, so now, so now, so now, on my, on my, on my t- tier of like values, like money is not. Let me tell you why. Because why you need to? Because <laughs> money is the number the one mic. reason for divorce. Also, when you that. start mixing houses, have you ever money, lived? But I'm saying a somebody's salary isn't important to me. That's what I'm saying. We talk about money. We talk about money habits. We talk about savings. We talk about credit scores. Thing. I I'm a I'm a second that. I don't need to know that you make a hundred thousand dollars for me to think you're worth it. You can make forty five thousand mm-hmm. dollars and I still see your worth. Mm-hmm. But do you manage it? Is my question. Yeah. That's the big yes. question. Yes. So that's when you start watching habits yes. and behaviors to yes. see what they do. Yes. So I got a question, mama. Like <laughs> <laughs> do- if you see how she's looking at me, I'm like, she done turned into our auntie over here. Like, she's about to because, school you, like, honey. I want, but I, I get it. I get it. these statements of what we're saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. do you subconsciously tie yourself where, like, like say now, you're going to a, a, a where you're in between jobs. You said your credit is low. Mm-hmm. Do you subconsciously tie that to your self-worth? How does that affect who you date and if you date? You want to go share it in first? I don't. Okay, so for me, <laughs> I, I don't, like, I, I, I've made, <laughs> this girl, this girl. <laughs> so I don't, but I, but that's because I've been there. Mm-hmm. I've made that money. I've saved 50K in my account before. I've done the things, like, I've had stocks. I've done all of this, whatever. Just because I'm down right now don't mean nothing, because guess what? I got all the knowledge. I know how to get back up, and I know how to get there, and I know what it feels like. So even if I change industries, I'm going to still take those same tools I had and do the exact same thing over again. I'm not crazy. Everything I did when I was at that place was strategic. It's all strategy. This is chess, not checkers. So that's why I'm saying, no, I don't tie myself worth of that. Right now, I don't, I'm not doing yeah. nothing. I'm not bringing no money in. So if we go out, you go, you're paying. Um, <laughs> you might have to come pick me up. Um, it is yeah. what it is. So like, you know what it is. Don't invite me out nowhere that you can't pay for, for me and you right I now. Yeah. I know that's right. That's you do not me? invite someone out on a date and then think they're, and expect them to pay. Like, that's rude. Exactly. So like, I also like to date in a certain Certain type of way so like meaning I like to go on certain types of dates sometimes men are not that creative so yeah. now I got to show you something mm-hmm. so when I have money I will invite you on this date that I want to do and I'm going to pay because guess what I want to do this thing mm-hmm. all right and I'm not going to put that thought in your head right and I want to do it and I want to show you something now that I'm broke I'm not inviting nobody nowhere <laughs> nowhere oh you want a meal get these groceries come on over and i'll cook it up for you and we can do that but am i still going on dates if you ask me be expecting to pay right now mm-hmm. um and i will still go on dates but is, am i going to go on the date and order the most expensive thing on the um menu no, no. i'm not crazy yeah i'm not crazy like I, i'm gonna I be honest to. yeah I, you know what <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be honest like but i always felt like when i had that little that 500 something credit score and those high interest rates that there's no man that's gonna want me in this this poor credit 
in this this depth situation I have. I felt like I wasn't worth anyone that had great credit, had a great salary, was a you know, um, and now I don't feel that way. Um, but I did take time, and that's why I wanted to explain in other episodes. You know, I know it may offend someone when I say, you know, I don't date when I'm broke. Or if you're broke, maybe you shouldn't be dating. It's more so of a mindset than anything, because when you're feeling like you don't know where the next check is coming from and your credit is super low, like you start feeling like I'm not worth this. So I'm going to settle for this. I personally don't tie my self-worth to my credit score, what I make, any of those things. And like I said before, I just, I don't, I don't value that in a mm-hmm. person. Like there's just other things about a man that I'm more concerned about that I feel like create the foundation of a relationship for me than money, um, how much he makes. Like, and I also feel like those things change. There's also ebbs, there's also mm-hmm. flows. I feel like I don't want to tie somebody's worth or value or for that to be put onto me based off of something that's so that can be yeah i think i think i I think with what amber is saying is if you're trying to build a future with someone can they support your family can they support the kids can they habits yes and that is true too because their habits is going to determine if they you know when when it determines your intention Mm -hmm. that and when extra people are added to the fold which is your kids and other things or parents Exactly. parents can boomerang back. It's, exactly. So I think, um, but the biggest, the last question I have is the biggest financial mistake you have made. Um, how would you have done things differently looking back? Mm. I feel like I would have waited to go to college. <laughs> took a, took a, okay. took some time. Yeah. Away. Because I feel like I went because it was like the natural next step. But I didn't really know what I was doing or what I wanted to do or what I was interested in. What did you major in? I had like nine different majors. Oh, like okay. I just bounced <laughs> around to thing to thing. Um, eventually, I settled on English. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was in journalism. I was in social work. I was in nursing. I was in a whole bunch of different things. Teaching. Like I went a whole bunch of different areas. And I just think if I took some time to myself to figure out if I really wanted to go to school... Um, I wouldn't have the debt that I have and I wouldn't feel like I did it for no reason. Mm-hmm. I don't regret it, yeah. but I just feel like I would have wished I waited to make a fully informed decision about it, whether I wanted to go or not. I, th- I, I would say my biggest financial regrets probably was during my little gossip blogging days. Mm-hmm. The money is flowing, flowing. And mm-hmm. so I'm not looking at my account. I'm just spending. <laughs> and so like I told, I told them recently, you know, there was a year um, I was at every event getting hair, makeup, s- styling done sometimes. I, I, you know, I had PR going, just raising the profile a little of the website. Mm-hmm. And I spent like 30K on glam that year. Like, what do I have to show for that? Like, that just hits a beat. in the chest yeah, every and, time you say that. But My it's y'all in the chest, but I realistically. It was your reality at the time. Yeah, it's a lot of people's realities right now, Facts. especially mm-hmm. celebrities, especially reality show stars. They're, you know, going to rent cars, going to rent a mm-hmm. uh, man. I never rented a mansion for for show or anything like that. But that's what they're doing to keep up with the Jones. Just to post on Instagram and say they oh, have yeah. it. I'm getting a new bag, getting a new pair of heels. Lord. Like, um, But that was probably my biggest one. Not really um, looking into what my business manager at the time was doing. I have a new one now. And uh, 
he didn't he he filed my taxes or prepared my taxes for five years but never filed them Mm -hmm. so by the time I got a new business manager I was like hundreds of thousands in back taxes so I was paying that off for years I had a lawsuit I was paying off for years so when I left Nicole Bitchy and people were like how'd she leave and not have millions of dollars do you know how much tax debt I was in? <laughs> right. <laughs> From not just not knowing any better. Right. Um, so that was probably one of my biggest mistakes. Just not. I wasn't educated about money. Um, and I think a lot of people think you're getting PayPal payments or Cash App or Venmo payments and the IRS aren't going to. Is it going to uh, come out? Okay. No. The okay. IRS is clocking them payments to. too. Yeah. <laughs> people get right. mad because I want them to submit an invoice. Like they're going to bypass the IRS if I send them a Venmo. I'm like, that's going to catch up with you, sis. Yes. Mm-hmm. I need you to submit this invoice in this W-9 That's and quit playing because I'm running a legitimate <laughs> business here. <laughs> Aren't in those apps, don't they like keep track of like a, like a schedule of what you've been paid and stuff like that? I, I believe they, I think just because they're an app, people don't think they do. Facts. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm saying this. Yeah, like, but they do. There is research these apps Venmo while you're using is, them. Isn't mm-hmm. Venmo uh, owned by PayPal and PayPal for damn sure? PayPal absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think my biggest mistake, um... There's a lot of them, so there's not a biggest one. I mean, I don't want to say there's a lot of them. There's like a lot of little tiny things that mm-hmm. I wish I would have done differently. Mm-hmm. Um, so the only thing that I wish now, I wish I didn't, I wish I never got a credit card. I wish when I got my credit card that, so because I was paying my bill twice a month because I wanted to keep my credit score high. So that's a trick you can use. Mm-hmm. Pay your bills twice a month. Oh, okay. If you can, if, you, if you're able, pay your car note, pay it twice a month. You can pay a little over, whatever you want to do, however you want to do it. Mm-hmm. With my credit card, um, I was, uh, I did pay on it twice a month. But I just wish I, when you do that, they start to raise your limit. Oh yeah, they do. They I start got to raise your up. limit. <laughs> Yeah, they do. And I was like, why do they keep doing this? And then my dad was like, call them and tell them to stop. <laughs> and I <laughs> was do. like, okay, but I didn't call in time and it had gotten like, you know, whatever. And I had touched the very top of it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So like I would go back, I would do more research on credit cards and those types of things and understand like all the cash back or if you get flight points mm-hmm. or whatever they do, I would probably, I probably would choose a different credit card or a different system to use it better and more effectively. Mm-hmm. And I would say a real uh, a trick I did real quick um, with my Amex Diamond. Uh, I got like a credit card for don't even go there. <laughs> She's a businesswoman, y'all. Business people have Amexes. Don't stop acting like I don't business run a business. People have Amexes. <laughs> Thank you. Everyone in the room looking like, at me Whoa. like this is rich bitch talk. <laughs> But um, oh when I but when I got that card, I used it for business purchases. <laughs> I was going to pay off the stuff anyway, um, the way it was coming in. This is during the COVID days, and I still do it now. So I just put everything on that um, Amex card, mm-hmm. and every month I'm getting all those points, all mm-hmm. those points back, um, and just paying it off, paying it off, paying it off. And I got so many free flights, and employees got free flights hey, because of um, all that. Um, There's point certain credit cards and medallion status yeah. goes up. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I want to play. We got a few like callers, f- few messages from readers. Let's preface the statement first. You guys can call in. Um, when you hear things, even yeah. if you've already heard the episode, <laughs> leave us message. Okay, exohappyhour.com. Leave us messages. We'll play back the ones um that we can actually have a conversation around. But go ahead and do that so that we can you know interact with you guys. 
Hey, ladies, thank you for this episode. It's very much needed, and I appreciate you being open and honest about your finances and, you know, helping us as along our journey as well. My question is in regards to savings um, versus debt. Um, I feel like there's a lot of information out there from financial gurus who, you know, some of them say, like, focus on saving and putting money towards your retirement and they kind of seem to put paying down debt on the back burner, um, whereas other gurus will say, you know, focus solely on debt, you know, maybe have a little bit of an emergency fund, but otherwise, like, go hard on the debt um, and then pause, you know, putting towards your retirement and everything. And it can be hard to do both at the same time because, you know, a lot of people live paycheck to paycheck and, you know, we got bills to pay. Like things are, as soon as we get some income, it's going right back out the door. So even, you know, putting a little bit of savings aside can be a challenge for some of us. And so just wanted to get your opinion on what you think is most important to focus on. Like, should you focus on paying down debt or should you focus on building your savings slash retirement fund? Here's the thing. In this day and age, you need a retirement fund. You need it. By the time you get 65, there will be no Social Security. There'll be nothing in place to help you as they're saying it now. I'm sure there'll be some different legislation or something coming up, but we can't depend on that right now. You need a retirement fund. Um, But... It depends on how much debt you actually have because you do need to be focusing on that debt. So it's going to be a balancing act and it's going to be something individual depending on who the individual is, what their debt looks like and how much they can actually save to put into their savings account. I don't think you should neglect either, but you have to decide how much money is going towards one thing and going towards something else. The more you pay off that debt, that exact same amount of money you just paid off, you can shovel that over now into your retirement account because you've just paid off this debt. But you still, even if you just put a dollar in there, everybody, if you have a job, you need, if you don't get 401k through your job, you need to go open up an IRA right now at your bank and be putting money away for savings because there ain't going to be nothing there for you. And the cost of living is going to go up and so is taxes. So for uh, entrepreneurs, I think it's called a SCP or something like that. You ever heard of that? I'm not sure because I'm just new to this entrepreneurship oh, yeah. world. <laughs> I don't know. So there's an account called SEP. Can you Google it right fa- fast to see what SEP stands for? And I think that's that's a retirement. What is it called? Simplified Employee Pension Plan. And that you can open that up for entrepreneurs who um, want to save, I believe, for retirement. Because I think it's different. Do you know what's the minimum amount you uh, have to put in an IRA? The maximum you can put in is, um, I think, 17000 per year. Okay. Um, you can't put in more than that, I think. However, you can go to um, the federal bureau that's over taxes, and you can request that information from them, and they will send you a schedule or a book. I forgot what they call it. Anyways, it has all that information in it, and they'll send it to you for free. Um, and you can read about what you can do with your IRA or if you have a 401k, understand the difference between a Roth and a traditional. If you don't have this ability and you still need someone to tell you about this, you need to go to a financial advisor. You need to find a financial advisor, go get a consultation, pay them a little bit of money, have them explain all of these things to you. But if you have a job right now, you need to be putting money into an IRA, an SEP, a 401k, something because you will need it. Um, especially since we're living longer, 
Okay, mm-hmm. you're going to need to be able to pay for them extra years that they haven't accounted for yet because we haven't seen it yet. <laughs> All right. So do that. Um, but also figure out what your situation is and balance it between you need to be paying off that debt. Absolutely. So but maybe you pay a little bit more to pay off that debt and pay a little less into your savings. And then as the debt goes down, guess what? Your 401k and your retirement goes up what you're putting into it. That's my advice. And there it is. We got a, uh, another caller. <laughs> hey, ladies. So again, this is Amber. Uh, my Instagram handle is dreamgirl underscore uh, 08. I just wanted to pose a question to you all. Um, so thinking about dating and being single um, as a successful woman, you know, you got multiple degrees, you make six figures, you feel like you're on a great path in life. Um, but even though you have standards and you want to meet someone and start a relationship, family, build a legacy with somebody that's on the same level as you, how have you dealt with dating people that may not be on that same level, whether that's financially or education, professionally, et cetera? Um, how do you approach that? And what advice could you give women that are single um, that are looking for that person that is their match but might not be their match uh financially or um professionally would you want me to start (laughs) (laughs) it's kind of difficult because i think we be we have lists especially in our 20s going into the 30s like he has to be have make this much financially um i think the the higher you go on the scale of like finances, especially as a boss woman, especially as women that own their own businesses or have multiple degrees and are executives, it's harder and harder, especially if you're not dating outside your race either. Yeah. <laughs> it's harder to find someone that's going to be compatible um, financially. And I know a lot of women who, um, we got men in the room and <laughs> And they're giving me the poker face, honey. Like, <laughs> but um, I think as women, um, I know a lot of successful women and they're dating people who do not make half as much as they do, but they're supporting them in other ways in life. Mm-hmm. They might be great fathers. They might they might want to stay home a little bit while you out here making those dollars. Like it, it depends on how you like you have to analyze what do I need most out of this partner outside? Because a lot of us that make money, we're like, I don't need your money. Right. I can go on my own vacations. I got so the table. What I brought the table. Brought we good. <laughs> Just I built eat. the table. Just eat, my guy. <laughs> right. Eat. So w- what else does he bring to the table that right. helps you in some way or, that, or another? So that's my um that's what I have to say about that. Looking at a person's qualities and seeing what they can do to complement the life you've already built for yourself. I think as women of color too, we have to understand that we are the fastest growing demographic of the highest degrees being earned in this country. Um, We are also like doubling and tripling the percentages from the year before of becoming entrepreneurs and successful entrepreneurs. Also, as we enter the space of stocks and these types of things, we women win more often than men do because we're more conservative and careful. There's research it, Google it. There's studies. It's out there. So you can expect that as a woman of color, 
especially with the with the systems in place in this country and the things that are stacked up against people of color, especially men of color, they may have a harder barrier getting into a lot of other places. So they may not be making the kind of money that you're making or whatever the situation is. Their competition field is a little different when you start comparing men to men. So in talking about dating outside of your race, we're not saying because that race is better. We're saying because there are things that they have access to that they have not allowed us to have access to. So um, you have to consider the fact that the person that you might be dating may not have what you have. And that doesn't that doesn't talk about their worth. And again, it goes back to what me and Sheridan were talking about and trying to express earlier. It's not about the dollar amount. It's about the habits behind the dollar amount. Mm-hmm. And also what other intangible things that you bring to the table outside of that actual money. That's how I feel about you've got to have those conversations. Also, that man has to feel secure with the fact that you make more money than he does. Mm-hmm. And a lot of yep. men do not. And That's the don't. thing I was they running into. No. That's what I they was running do into not. as well. I think it depends on as a woman navigating the space that you're in. If hypergamy is important to you, then maybe consider dating outside of the race. But I think if being with a black man is as important to you as it is to me, you know, you have to kind of understand that that comes with the pool is a little bit smaller when it comes to Mm -hmm. men that make more money than you Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah so to close us out today what are some resources you guys recommend for people that are trying to get it together financially let me know what's up I'm a you know me I'm a big (laughs) book reader um, and a big podcast listener I love Farnoosh Tarabi she is so dope and her podcast is called So Money and she is encouraging so many women to just get out there and become the um, the leader in their space as far as money concerned even if you're you're married she gives you like you know scenarios of how you can control your own money space um, I also love Brown Girls Doing Best they are comprised of a lot of different women who have different perspectives is um, from different types of angles as far as finances are concerned. They're also on a national tour right now and you can find them at Brown Girls Do Invest. They have a Facebook group as well and they have so they have a wealth of knowledge, especially for women of color of how to get ahead or how to create generational wealth, how to get into um, all types of stocks, how to get into the real estate, all of that. So those are my two big favorite, favorite ones. I recommend everyone to download Credit Karma if you don't have it already on your phone. It always sends notifications when there's movement on your credit score. Um, it also has a credit stimulator that, um, is it called simulator or simulator? Probably, Probably a simulator. simulator. Stimulator that tells you like if you were to pay 2000 off of this credit card, your score would go up by this. And I like that a lot. Um, there's Clarity Money and what it does, you, it imports all your accounts. And then it gives you a list of like what you're spending on each. So like Sheridan said earlier, food, you might be spending $900 at Amazon and not even know. Mm-hmm. Or in it list all your subscriptions and ask, do you want to close some of these? Oh, <laughs> you so know? that thing holds yes. you accountable. Yeah, yeah. so it, <laughs> like it. It, it, it gives you clarity on what you're spending on. And then I like the secret money app only because sometimes to progress in, in, in your finances, you got to have an abundance mindset. Mm-hmm. And so it gives you affirmations to say every day to get your mind in um in an abundance mindset and it also gives you it sends you a check every day in the app and you have to spend it on things and every day the check gets bigger and bigger and bigger until you're up to like a hundred thousand dollars and don't know what to spend it on and that of course still gets your mind frame 
and the mind frame that you have more than enough. Mm-hmm. So I really like that for just the shifting of your mindset. You'll see money coming in your, into your life. You never, <laughs> just money be coming out of the sky, <laughs> extra money, um, just because of your mind, um, your mindset yeah. um, shift. Mm-hmm. So I like those three. I want to piggyback on the abundance mindset and the shift of mindset um, and talk about uh, I recommend You Are a Badass at Making Money by Jen Sincero. That girl be preaching. She be telling you the truth about things. It's just how to rewire. Yes. Okay. Just how to rewire your mindset Mm -hmm. and stop thinking from a mindset of blackness and one that's abundant and more prosperous. Um, I also really recommend Millennial Money because it's just cool seeing how different people in different parts of the world spend money. Um, is that a book too? This is a YouTube That's show a YouTube on show. CN- okay. CNBC. Okay. Yeah. And of course, Self, which I mentioned earlier, um, that loan installment. Self company, Lender. Yeah, yeah. That you can boost your score up through that. Perfect. On time payments. Yeah. Okay. We went, it's funny because we went way over our normal time on this episode, but I felt like we needed more time to talk money because it's. You know, we got a lot going on out here, y'all. And we just, we, everybody is trying to get it together. And I know you're, you all are trying to get it together. But now that we've given you the tea on what's going on in our pockets, we like to hear what's going on in your pockets. You know, um, hit us up on exohappyhour.com. If you scroll down, you'll see a button to leave a message for us. And we will be featuring you guys' messages on every single show. You know, um, please make sure to say your name. Um, and you can say where you're from, but definitely if you want to drop your socials on there before you start. But you got four minutes to tell us what you want to tell us. Yeah. <laughs> our biggest goal here with this episode was just to shed light on our own situation so you don't feel bad about yours, so that you don't feel money shame. Um, a lot of times that we think what we see on social media that we're the only ones that are going through money issues, and that is so far from the truth. Um, negative credit remember drops off in seven years it doesn't mean do not pay off those debts but just know that it doesn't stick with you forever and you can always you can you can go from a 600 to almost 800 credit score within a a good year period um just by paying off debt so that debt does not stay with you and whatever you might be going through now financially it you won't be going through that forever If you're loving what you're hearing so far, please drop us a rating and review on iTunes. We really appreciate those. It just helps the show get better and better. And show us some love on our Instagram at XO Nicole and at XO Happy Hour.